Good morning. Uh, we're glad you're here. We want to say uh, welcome to all those watching Facebook Live. Thanks for tuning in, listening online to our podcast, those who are listening. And uh, thanks for everybody in the theater today. We're glad you're here today. Uh, we're kicking off a new series today. It's going to be a series on the Bible for the month of uh, June. Um, and I'm going to, let, me, let me walk back a little bit why we're doing a, a Bible series in the month of June. Uh, so in January, we started off our year by doing a, a series that was called Fit 17. And I challenged our church to get fit spiritually, to get spiritually fit. Um, and we said there's a couple ways you do this. In the same way you go out to get physically fit, you have to have exercise, the right diet, all that. And we said, well, to become spiritually fit, you also have to have some right, the right components. And part of that was prayer, and another part of that was Bible study. And so right after we did Fit 17, I gave some tools. We did a series about prayer uh, for about eight weeks. I thought it was a great series, a very practical series on prayer, teaching how to, make it, um, how to, how to use the tools that make it effective. Um, and then we went to Easter, and then we just finished a series called I Want to Believe But. Anybody enjoy that series? I loved it. So we ended, thanks, yeah, it was good. And um, we ended last week that series. So this week, month, we're going to kick off um, a series on the Bible called 412. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, but he, but here's, here's the thing when it comes to the Bible. Um, and the reason this is because I want you to be spiritually fit. I, I want us, the church, to be healthy when it comes to our walk with, with God. So if you're here today, you're not a Christ follower, you're not a Christian, maybe you haven't been to church a long time, you came on a good week. Because uh, we're going to be talking about what's, what's really core to our faith as believers, as something that we have to make sure that we have in, in our lives. So if you're, if you're interested in knowing more about what it means to be a Christ follower, today's a great day to be here. And so we're glad you're here. Um, and so let's walk through that, that journey. Uh, you know, throughout my life, I've met a lot of people. You call them sages, you call them wise people, um, read a lot of stories about people. Uh, and this last week I had an encounter with one, and uh, they asked me if I wanted to know the secret of life, the secret of success, the secret to be prosperous. And I said, nah, I already got it. I'm uh, just kidding. They, they didn't want to know, like, hey, you interested in this? And I said, what do you, well, tell me some of this. You know, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Um, and, and typically when, when a wise person says something, there's a lot of, of ifs and thens that come. They'll say, if you do these things, then you can expect these things. They have a lot of life experience to say if and then. So I leaned in a little bit like, okay, what is this you have for me today? What, what is this you have? Um, they said, well, but it's going to take work. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take some dedication. Uh, it's going to take some, uh, some, some, it's going to cost you a lot. Uh, do you want it? And part of me says yes, and the other part of me, like everybody else, says no. I want it easy. I don't want to have to work for something. I want it just to come naturally. Um, but, but the wise person says, no, this takes work, and, and you have to be committed to it. And as I leaned in, and as I read the next verse in my Bible, I realized that if I do these things, then I get these results. And throughout my life, as I meet people, and as I read stories in the Bible, other, other places, I always get these, these, these couple of ideas that if you do these things, then you can expect these results. Sometimes those are positive things. If you put... Input here that's good, you'll expect a good out, outcome and output that comes later. If you put the wrong input and you put the wrong, the wrong um, choices, you can expect bad results, negative results down, down the road. Uh, the choice is ours. Uh, so if and then is one of the statements they make. Other part of it is um, when you do these things, then you can have these things. Uh, it, it's all about understanding how life works. In fact, we have a book in the Bible called Proverbs. It's a book of wisdom. Uh, there's one in the Old Testament. There's a New Testament book of, of wisdom called James. Um, and, and here's the idea of wisdom. I love wisdom. Le- wisdom is the art of living skillfully in any situation you find yourselves. That's like the idea of wisdom that the Bible gives us. It's, it's a, to us to help us live life in, in, with with the art of being able to live skillfully. In every given situation we find ourselves, we just know what to do. And that's what a lot of what the Bible is trying to teach us is, is, is how to live and accomplish good things with our, with our lives. If I was to ask you, do you want to prosper in your marriage or in your, in your company or in your uh, relationships, in your school, whatever, every single one of you would say, yes, I want to succeed in these things, different element, different parts of my life. 
uh, the different aspects and the different components that I have in my life. I want to succeed because uh, I know that's something in all of us that says we want to, to succeed. We want to prosper in, in what we do. Um, well, throughout the Bible, over and over, God actually tells us. Um, and here's the thing with the book, the, with the Bible. Uh, we're doing a series in the Bible, and here's, here's, here's why. Because God wants you to prosper. If you do the things he says you'll do, you'll get the results he says you'll get. Um, if you do the things he tells you not to do, you'll get the results he tells you that will come from those things also, over and over and over. But the Bible is it's, it's not just a book. The Bible is a gift that God's given us. It's a pretty amazing. So just imagine a book that's written over 1,600 years by over 40 authors um, in, in a, a, over a dozen countries, over th- in three continents, um, from people from all walks of life, different kinds of walks of life, different writers, but one author. And what we believe as Christians is God is the one who was, who was giving the insight to these writers to write what he wants them to write. What's so amazing about the Bible is it's, it's, it's a book full of books that t- are telling a larger story. And each book in there helps build and bring more of the picture of what God is trying to accomplish on the earth. And over and over, he's trying to help us with this. So let me just read you a couple things the Bible says. If we do these things, then we can expect it. Deuteronomy 5.29 says, Oh, uh, that you would... That they would always have hearts like this, that they might fear me and obey all my commands. If they did, they and their descendants would prosper forever. Deuteronomy 5.33, stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live a long and prosperous life. The lives in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Deuteronomy 29.9, therefore keep the, the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on day and night so you will be sure to obey this is Joshua 1, eight. Obey what's written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Uh, anybody want to succeed in life? Can I see your hand? I, I want to know if I'm, I'm, really, I'm actually going to be helping somebody this month. All right. So I think everybody's here. So this is what we're going to try. My challenge this month to do is say, here are the tools to help you succeed. Whatever area of your life that you're struggling in, the Bible has some answers. We want to give you the tools to be able to say, there's, there's ways you can overcome that. You don't have to just struggle through. You can, you can overcome. You can actually succeed in every, every aspect of your life. If it's financially, the Bible has answers to help you succeed financially. If it's with marriage, the Bible has answers to help you in those relationships. Your kids, with work, whatever it is, over and over. And this is what God promises. Only then will you prosper and succeed when you do these things. So it talks a lot about being prosperous. Next, next verse, Psalm 1-3 says, um, and before, this is a great psalm for us as a church. We will, the Grove, we think it's a great picture of what a, what, what a church should look like. It's an organic community that is interconnected through its roots, like a, an aspen grove in the mountain. That's what we take the, our, our idea of, of the name of our church from. And we're a community that supports and helps each other. Well, in, in Psalms 1, it says that the person who delights and meditates on the law of the Lord is like a tree planted along a riverbank. Bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So God, God is saying the person that delights in God's ways will be like a tree that has nourishment and, and, and prospers and succeeds. They will prosper in all they do. If you want to prosper in all you do, here's what the Bible says. Learn to delight and meditate on what God has. Proverbs 11.25, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Proverbs 13.4, lazy people want much but get little. Lazy people want a lot, but they don't get a lot. Those who work hard will prosper. There's, there's a principle for work in, in Proverbs over and over. It talks about if you want to succeed in work, there's some principles you need to apply in your life that will help you succeed. Uh, Proverbs 16.20, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be full of joy. Their lives will be full of joy. So over and over, the Bible is saying if you do these things, then you will get these things. 
if you do these things, when you do these things, you can expect this kind of outcome over and over and over. And as you read the Bible and you get more comfortable with it, you'll begin to realize, okay, there's something in there for me today. So if you do these things, then you can expect these things. Um, so really, I, I want us to learn to begin to seek out those if and thens in life um, and pay attention to them. Because a lot of those ifs, a lot of times are negative. If you continue in this path, you can expect this kind of results. If you change your path and go this way, you can expect these, these kind of result, results. Um, so for some of us, it's the life you've been looking for for so long, hopefully this month I'm going to be able to help you begin to, to get some, some ideas and some tools to say, all right, here's the things I need to begin to practice and work towards so I can have the life that I've always wanted to have. We don't want failure. We don't want um, to be stuck. We want to succeed. We want to prosper in all that we do. And over and over, the Bible says do these things. So when it comes to the Bible, this is what we're going to talk a little about. Jesus, so the, the, the disciple John, he wrote a, one of the gospel books called John, um, the book of John. And in it, he starts off by saying that Jesus is the word of God. Like There is the word that created everything, and Jesus is the word of God. So we have a physical Bible, a book that's the word of God. Right, it has words on it, um, and then and then he's saying he compares Jesus to being that same thing in human form. So he's he's the Word in flesh. He came to live and, and show us what that looks like, what God what God's principles look like. And and so when Jesus speaks, this is something he said about what he says. He said John six sixty three. Jesus says this: the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. So Jesus says so these these teachings, these things I've been sharing with all these people, the disciples, people that are coming to learn lessons. He's saying these words. They are spirit and they give life. Here's the challenge with English. A lot of times in English, we don't have the right word to explain uh, what, what the word that you would use in Greek or in other languages. So the word spirit, uh, we don't have a, a, an equivalent to it. Uh, but the word is, in Greek is pneuma. And, and because we don't have an English equivalent, we have, to, we have to put something that would kind of be similar, but it doesn't really get, doesn't carry the same weight with it. Um, the word pneuma is more breath. It has this idea of power. Um, you can see why we don't put breath in there because the words I've spoken to you are breath and they are life. That just wouldn't make sense to us. What do you mean they're breath? Like, well, the, the, the words that he speaks are the very breath, the very power that created and started the universe. Those are the words he's saying. There's th- th- this, this, this breath, this spirit that I speak, it brings something with it. Uh, it's, it's the breath of God, the very words of God. Hebrews 4.12 says it like this about the Bible. The word for the word of God is alive and active. Another translation says, is, is living and powerful. So the word of God that we have, I brought my Bibles, I'm going to talk about them in a second. The word that God's given us, it's, it's alive. It's not just a book that sits on our shelf, but it has life in it. And when you read the words, it actually can give you the tools and the, the, the ability to be able to figure out how life is supposed to work, how, how we're supposed to overcome. It says it's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Essentially what that's saying is, is the Bible is like a, it's like a, a scalpel in the hands of a doctor that is cutting out something, maybe some cancer, maybe helping repair something, helping fix something. It's that same ability to, to do work in our, a surgery in our, in our heart, a surgery in our, in our soul and our spirit that would bring healing. That that's the kind of power this book has. Like it, it, it gets up all in us and it begins to mess with us. It begins to, to, to question our attitudes, questions the things that we think, our motives. And it begins to say, all right, there's something not right here. The same way a doctor would diagnose something and say, one of the words that they use to talk about stuff is a mirror to reflect something back to us. Because sometimes we're so oblivious to the things that we are and who we are as people. 
Like we can spot it out in everybody else, but unless we have the mirror in front of us actually showing us or a camera recording us, we won't always see exactly what we're doing. Well, that's what the Bible's like. It's like a mirror that's reflecting to us, saying, hey, there's something better. You're missing something here. That's not, that's not good in your life. You need, to, you need to, take, to change that, to take that out. So it says it's there to help us. It's, it's, it's alive and it's active. It's not just a book, but it's something that's alive. Um, in fact, when you read the Bible, sometimes you'll read the same passage over and over, and you'll get something different out of it because it's, 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 a, it's a relationship that God wants us to have with him. He's going to lead us on this journey where he's given us more and more. So you might be saying, well, that's great, but when I read the Bible, I just don't get – that's great for you. You know, you're a pastor, and you probably get a lot of stuff out of it. I do. You're thinking, well, I, I just don't. It's boring. You read these names and names and after name after this person had this baby and that person had that baby and over and over, and it could be boring. It could be tedious. It could just be a lot of work. I, I get that. There are books in the Bible where you kind of get bogged down and read. Um, they're there for a reason. Uh, but what's important is that we learn some of the principles to be able to help us through. And this month, I'm going to try to give you those. Where it can be something that, that is helpful and useful, not, not, a, not a, a burden that you have to carry. But the last thing I want to do is give you something more to add to your life that's not going to make life enjoyable. Because uh, it doesn't have to be. You could, this, the, the, book that you, that, the Bible that God's given us helps us to succeed when we understand the principles and how to apply these things. So here's, here's how you can get the most out of reading the Bible. All right? the, if you really want to make the Bible come alive to you, it has to start with what the Bible calls faith. See, faith, it causes the word to come alive. And now you're saying, well, that's great. I, just, I, don't, I don't even get a lot out of the Bible, but I don't even have a lot of faith. That, that doesn't help me much. Well, to get faith, there's other things you have to put in place to get to that, that place where you can really believe with your whole heart. Um, so in order for the Bible to come alive, it, it takes faith. In fact, Hebrews 4 tells us this. It says, for we, have all, for we also have heard the gospel preached to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they, those who heard did not combine it with faith. So the writer of Hebrews is saying, so we all heard the same gospel, but some people, it didn't impact their life at all. It was like, all right, that was, you know, that was good. Just went to church and that was fine. But, and then other people come, they're like, wow, that is so awesome. I did not know that. And, and they combine this element of faith of saying, I'm going to believe this is what God has for me, and I'm going to let it grow in my life. So if you mix, if you just read the Bible just to read the Bible, and you don't add faith to it, it's not going to do a whole lot in your life. It'll be like any other book. But when you add the element of faith of saying, God, I believe you have something for me, I, I'm going to receive this, I'm going to, I'm going to try to work on this and practice this, then when we receive it, it begins to, um, do, it, we mix our faith with it, it begins to make the Bible come alive to us. So if, if you don't have faith, there's good news. You can get faith. Here's how you get faith, all right? Revelation is what activates your faith. Revelation. Um, what I mean by revelation is in, in, throughout, the, throughout the Bible, there's two words that we use for, for, the, for, the, for the word, uh, that we use word in English. Uh, there's two Greek words in the New Testament. One is uh, logos. That's the written or the spoken word. And the other one is rhema. And, and here's the difference. Logos is you'd read the Bible like, all right, I read the, I read the book. That's great. I did my duty for today. I'm done. Um, Rhema is where you're reading through and, and something pops out to you and it's, it's more of a revealed, you, you get the heart behind it. Um, this is what we want to strive for as we, as we seek God is we want just, we don't want just the written word and that's, it's good. It can help us, but the Rhema is where we begin to understand that there's something more that God has. He reveals something very, something specific to our, to our situation, something specific to the day that you're in. Like, like you're really, you know, you're driving down the road, you're really upset, and you read, you read a passage about not letting anger get the best of you, and you're like, all right, that's for me today, because I'm ready to kill everybody on the road, right? And you read it, and all of a sudden, you're like, there's this revelation of like, okay, God is trying to help me to figure out how not to kill everybody on the road. That's, that, that would be a, a revelation that God has given you. So to get faith, you have to let the revelation from God's word 
um, activate your faith, which then will make the Bible come alive. It's, it's, that, it's that when you when you're at church or when you're reading the Bible, and it's like something clicks in your head or your heart, and you're like, I get it. That makes so much sense. That's when the revelation actually would come. And throughout scriptures, over and over, you'll see these moments where, um, like Paul, the Apostle Paul's a great example. He's, he's, he thinks he's doing God's work, and he's actually fighting against God. And he has this encounter where all of a sudden God reveals himself to him, and he's like, oh, I get it. I'm on the wrong team. I need to switch my, my strategy. I need, I need to do what God wants me to. And throughout, over and over, the people that God encounters through the Bible, when they have revelation, they, they're then able to have the faith to be able to step out and do what God asked, to do God, what God asked them to do. So, so if you have faith, it'll make the word come alive. Revelation is going to help activate the faith. Well, what, what, helps, what, leads, what helps us with our revelation? Um, here's, here's the next part of this is meditation will lead to revelation. So if, if you want revelation, you want it to be, you want to get more out of the Bible. Part of it is you have to, you have to get in it over and over and over. You can't just go one time through and expect to get everything. Meditation is the idea that you're letting this idea roll around in your mind over and over. Uh, it takes time to work it into your life. Um, you have to read it. You have to give it thought. You have to talk to others with others about it. Um, Every Sunday, we, you know, we try to take you on a journey with our different series. We're trying to give you some, a piece of God's word to say, if you'll just do this thing this week, you'll see good results come, come, come into your life. It's, it's this idea that we're saying, just take this with you and think about it and, and, and work this into your life. Um, in Joshua 1.7, seven, talks about meditation. Joshua 1.7 and 8, he says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate it on day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. So the Hebrew language, this is what had been written in Hebrew, the Old Testament, and uh, there's more, it's more picture, it's, it's built around pictures, not just words like we, we, we in America, we, we think differently than, than the Easterns a lot of time do. And, and this idea of meditate, it's more of a picture. Um, and you've all seen this. You, you've seen the picture before, you know, driving down the road, just so you're like in these, these, these country roads, you see these cows grazing in the fields, right? And what is the cow doing? Just chewing, right? Chewing, it's cud. And chewing, you know, the mouth, mouth goes like this and just keeps chewing. Chewing that, that grass, getting as much nourishment out of it. And then what does it do? It swallows it and has like three, I think, stomachs. It's pretty interesting how the cow's made. And then, and then it, it, it swallows the grass for a while. And then what does it do a little while later? It throws it up, right? It regurgitates it and it starts chewing it again and again. And yeah, you get in the picture and it's getting more nourishment out of it. And then it swallows it. And then maybe the next day it pulls it up again and it's chewing on it, chewing on it. So there's the picture of meditation there. It's this idea that you don't just, just one time eat it and it's done. It's you're chewing on it. You're thinking about it. You're, you're letting this roll around. You're trying to figure out how does this fit into my life. So when, 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 when God is saying when you let the word of God be like that, that cut in, 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 in a cow's mouth, when you let the, the word become, okay, maybe that's kind of a gross picture, the, you know, eating the Bible. But, but when you take it to that level, here's what you can expect. If you do it this way, then he goes on and says this, then you'll be prosperous and successful. If you'll meditate on day and night and you'll be careful that everything is written in it, then you'll be prosperous and successful. When you take, when you take the word of God as, to that level of saying, all right, it's not going to just be something I read one time. It's going to be something that I put into practice. It's, it's going to be a discipline that I have in my life over and over. In fact, I, I would say when, when you're reading the Bible, it's actually more like a mill, um, which we'll talk about in just a second. I'm not jumping ahead too much. But he's saying you'll prosper. If you take it serious, then you can have this. So here's what I want to talk for today. This is the, I've said all that just to get to this point, all right? We, we need to build our lives on God's words, on his, on his word, on his Bible. We need, we, need to get, we need to get it into our lives so that we can build our life on the principles that he says work. And it works. For generation after generation, it works. When you follow it, 
it works. When you break it, you get exactly what it tells you you'll get when you break it. Uh, Matthew 7.24, Jesus is telling a parable of a wise and a foolish builder. Um, and then there's, there's a, a translation in the Bible called the message. It's a paraphrase. Uh, Eugene Peterson, a pastor, he paraphrased the ideas of Scripture. So it's not literal translation, but it's a, just a, the ideas behind it, the heart behind these Scriptures. And I love how he, he, he paraphrased the story of, of Jesus telling the, um, the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. This is how he says it in Matthew 7. He says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. They're not just home over improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. Uh, you guys see, the, see, see uh, in Egypt that, that building that, was, uh, that kind of fell over, you know, the Leaning Tower Pizza in Italy? Well, they, they have this Leaning Tower, this Leaning Apartment now in Egypt. Uh, they they dem, de, de, demolished a building next to it, and it, it caused the foundation of this other building to weaken. And so the whole building just, like, fell over onto this other building. It's just kind of leaning. It, it's pretty incredible. You understand? Well, because the foundation was weak, it wasn't able to support its, its life. And this is the story Jesus is telling. He's saying, the words I'm giving you are foundational words to build your life on. They're going to be an anchor. They're going to be something solid that your life will be supported on. And he goes on to say this, if you work these words into your life, and this is why I love the paraphrase part. He said, if you'll work them in, if you'll do these things that I'm saying, not just hearing them, not just knowing more information, but if you work it into your life, you're like a smart carpenter who builds his house on solid rock. You want to prosper? Become a smart carpenter who builds your life upon something that's solid because he goes on and says this because he says after this part he says because the storms are going to come they always come it's it's it's, we live on planet earth it's part of of just life it's what it's it's the consequence of sin that now we have a lot of things that come our way that are challenging we're going to have hardships that will come you probably have some of you have many have already had many there'll probably be more coming down the road sometimes they're they're not that difficult we can get through them sometimes it feels like we can't get through them but just saying they are going to come just they will come to the good, to the, to the, to the bad, to the, to the righteous, to the evil. Storms of life will come. And he says the one that built his life upon a solid foundation, his teachings, will, will, when, when the storm hits and it blows and it, and it shakes the house, it will stay secure and it will stand the test. But the person who was foolish, who built his life upon the sand of any kind of teaching, whatever is out there, when the storms come, their life falls with a mighty crash, it says. Which builder do you want to be? And that's the whole point of Jesus' teaching. He said, if you will build your house, then you'll get these things. So if you want, if you want to build your life and get the most out of the, out of the Bible that you can, here's a few things you must do. First thing is, I must accept the authority of, of, the, of the word. I must accept its authority. Like, I understand that this is not just a book written by different individuals. This is a, this is a book that's authored by God himself to help us on this journey. So he's saying it, it essentially begins with an attitude. We approach this book as not just a good book, but a book that God's given us, a tool to help us. When you accept it at this, this level, um, that's when it begins to make, begins to, to work into your life. First um, Thessalonians 2.13 says this, We also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, but actually as it is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. So Paul, in this in this this uh, letter he's writing to the church of Thessalonians, he, uh, Thessalonica, he's saying, um, when you received the word of God, and the word here he uses, is, is, is a, it's a word that uh, we would use for somebody that welcomes a, a stranger into their house, somebody that's hospitable to somebody they don't know. When you received, it's the same idea that you welcome this stranger in your house. Well, Paul's saying, you welcome this word from God that you really didn't know, but, but you had enough faith to believe 
And because you welcome this strange word in, they begin to do its work in your life. Like you didn't understand it, you didn't know what it was, but you received it with faith. That's when it begins to work in your life. You accept its authority. You understand that it's, 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 it's there to help us on this journey. So we have to accept its authority. Two is we must, let it work, we must work its truth into our lives. Like I must work its truths into my life. If it's going to have the impact that it's intended to have, I have to let it work its truths into my lives. It, it's, it's, it's learning to practice what you just learned. You know, when, when you're, when you're, whenever you're learning a new, something new in life, um, you, can, you can have somebody teach you, but if you don't actually do it with your hands, you won't retain a lot. Um, you have to actually practice what you're learning along the way if you want to make it go deeper in your life. You have to work it. It's truths into your lives. You do this by a few ways. Uh, first, by listening to God's word. This is what we're doing right now. We're, we're taking a passage of scripture, and in this case, many passages of scriptures, and we're talking about it saying, here's what God's word has for you today. Here's what God wants to say. This is why church, coming to church is so important. Um, this is not just that you need to come to our church. You need to find a church that you, you love to be a part of, where you can be challenged, and you need to make it a priority. Um, because, because Paul tells us in, in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That when we hear God's word, something in us begins to be built up. The faith in our life begins to be built up. Um, Jesus, he tells us a parable of, of a, a sower who's, who's sowing these seeds, and, and he's comparing it to his words. So he's saying, so I, I spoke these words to this person, and this one person, he, he, he ignored it, and it didn't do anything in his life. Another person let it go deep into its heart, had good soil, and it grew and produced some really good things in its life. And he says, therefore consider carefully how you listen. He's saying there's a part of of getting the word of God that we have to pay attention with. We, don't, we can't miss it. We, we listen to God's word. Um, so if you, want, if you want the Bible to have the, the same impact in your life, um, you must work as truth in your life. Part of it, that's by listening to God's word. That's what we do on Sundays. The second part is by reading God's word. Uh, this is where we, we, we make a priority in our life to put it into a, make a habit out of saying, all right, I need to have some kind of, ha- some kind of routine where I, I take part of the scripture and I read it. Um, we, we have to treat it like a meal. You know, how many guys, when you miss a meal, you know it? Anybody? Yeah? How many of you, it takes two meals to start noticing? All right? You have a little stronger, you know, um, ability to, with, 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 to say no to your stomach. Well, when you go a few days without food, you, you know it, right? You're like, you start like, okay, I'm getting really weak. I need some nourishment. Well, when we, when we treat the Bible the same way, because it is, when we treat it like a meal, it'll become more... It'll impact us more because we understand when I don't have some of this for days on end, I begin to feel it. My spirit man gets weaker and weaker when I don't feed it and fuel it. Same idea. Physical food keeps us going, gives us fuel to keep going in life. Spiritual food gives us fuel to keep going in life also in God's ways. Matthew 4.4 4 says it like this. He, Jesus answered, it is written that man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Bread sounds good. Uh, you know, when you, I don't know what you're planning on eating for lunch today, uh, but whatever it is, some steak, um, some, some shrimp, some chicken, um, enchiladas, tacos, you know, food, sounds really good about right now. Um, so Krispy Kreme donuts, pretty awesome, right? Not a whole lot of nourishment, but they taste awesome. Um, when we think of food, you know, we start, we, our body reacts, we know, like, that, that's important. We have to treat the Bible like this because it it's actually food to our soul, to our spirit. It feeds us. It fuels us to be able to make good choices and to live on. And so if you struggle with your walk with God, you know, part of it, I would say, are you, do you have a, a daily intake of, of some nourishment, some spiritual food in your life? If you don't, I would challenge you, start a habit of doing this. You need to have that in your life. 
It doesn't take a, it doesn't take a lot. Um, in, in one of the things you need to do is you need, you need to get a Bible. If you don't have a, a Bible, I would, I would encourage you to get a physical Bible that you can mark up. Um, I'm going to show a couple of Bibles I had. As I was preparing for this series, I was looking back through. Um, in junior high, um, I got a, my parents bought me a, a one-year Bible. Um, and I, I worked with, with some other friends in, in youth. We'd read them, read them and talk about it and stuff. It was pretty, pretty neat. Um, but it's broken up every single day. And so today there'll be a, a, an Old Testament, a New Testament, a Psalm, and a Proverb. It's like two and a half pages. Um, and, and, and it takes you... You know, probably 12 minutes or so to read. Not a whole lot of time. But if you did it every single day in one year, you'd get through it. Um, and so as, as starting when I was in junior high, I began to read this. And, and if you look at, look at it, you can see all these. Uh, I mean, there's not almost a single page doesn't have a note or a highlight. Um, I, have, I have reminders and birthdays and, and friends things. And um, certain days, certain, certain days are special. Um, I have, uh, look at this one, April 22nd, my first kiss with sincerity. It's pretty awesome. I wrote it in my book. It's like, it's part of my life. It's, it's, it's awesome. <clears throat> you get a book, you can you share it. And then in high school, I got a student Bible. This is more of a study Bible. And this one has like, you know, when you're reading something, you just, all right, it doesn't really make sense. There's like little footnotes and there's some, some more little um, teachings on the insights on the side uh, that, the, that the, the author says, hey, pay attention to this part. Don't miss that. This is what they were talking about. If you don't know culture, this, they, they try to take you into that. Just a great student, a study Bible. I use this to prepare a lot of messages when I was a youth pastor in Bernalillo to help the students because it breaks it down for me to say I can speak in their language to help them with it. It's called the Student Bible. It's pretty, pretty awesome. And then my, for my senior year, my church gave me a Bible um, when I graduated, so almost 20 years ago. I've had this for almost 20 years. And if you look at my Bible, this is the one I'm most comfortable with because I've used it the most. Um, it's, it's fallen apart. You know, there's like multiple sections and uh, I need to get, get it fixed and, and worked on. But if, when, when I get this book, I'm comfortable with it because I use a lot. I, I have, I have notes and I have highlights and, um, I have, I think saved and, um, where my kids colored on it. I have that. It's pretty awesome. I have some tape on a couple pages because my kids ripped them. It's like, it's, it's been used. And one guy told me if your, if your Bible's falling apart, your life probably is not. I thought that was pretty pretty wise. If if, if you get enough, because here's the thing, the idea is not to not not just to get through the Bible. You don't you don't get a one year Bible just to get say I read today. That's it. It's to let the Bible get through you. It, the idea of, of of having these habits is so that the Bible works in you and you begin to become everything it says you can. You you, you become more strong and, and and you 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 have more insight. You have more wisdom. You have more knowledge. You have more understanding of life. You have more grace for people when they're stupid. Right. Because people are stupid and they come. And when you understand how God built things, you can say, all right, Eric, chill out. They did something really dumb, but that could be you any moment also. Like, you're right. That could be me. And that saved me from a lot of bad, bad decisions when I realized, okay, I'm, I can't be too hard on this person right now because at any moment I could be that same person. How would I want somebody else to respond to me? Okay, that helps me. Where does that come from? That comes from God's word helping us understand life, understand people, having grace, having forgiveness. Um, so I would encourage you, get a Bible and, and, and mark it up. Um, if, you, if you don't have a Bible, maybe at work or something, your phone, you can download a Bible app. It's called YouVersion. Uh, there's plans. If you struggle with maybe, maybe joy, you're not, very, you know, not happy sometimes, go through a, a devotional for joy. It'll break it down for a few weeks, and every day you can read a devotional and a scripture. And then just think about that scripture and ask God to help you in it. Uh, we, just, um, we finished our groups uh, last month. 
middle of May, our groups ended for the spring semester. Um, one of the groups I was in was I was with some students, and we, we worked through the book of Proverbs. That was our group. So we'd meet once a week for Krispy Kremes, and uh, we would eat Krispy Kremes, and we would, we'd, we'd talk about what we read uh, in Proverbs. And so what we did, the goal was every day we'd read a proverb that day. So today is the 4th of June, uh, so we would read, we'd read chapter 4 of Proverbs. And what I would challenge to the guys to do is it was a few guys in the group. Um, I would say just don't, don't complicate it. Read the book, read that, that chapter, and this is the four things you want to do in that, in that chapter, all right? So, so locate one, one verse or two verses, um, a scripture that jumps out to you, all right? And you write that out. So it's called SOAP. It's, it's the S. And so you write the scripture, what scripture jumped out. We have these books that we, we all had a notebook, and we wrote them in. And so we wrote, wrote the verse that, the, that jumped out to us. And then O is observation. So you have S-O. Observation is what did you observe, what, 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 what was said, what, what jumped out to you, you write that down, and then there's an A, which is application, and then you say, how do you apply this to your life? What does that mean? And you write, well, if I do these things, then I can expect these things. And then the P is for prayer. So it's S-O-A-P, scripture, observation, application, prayer. And at the end of that, after you read, you read your chapter, you picked out your verse that jumped out to you, um, then you pray and say, God, help me to live this out. Work this into my life. Like, help me with this principle. And it was amazing. For in three months, we read through the Proverbs three times, and every time we'd go through it, I've done this multiple times, but even I get stuff out of it. One of the days, um, what, what, it, it was so amazing what I got out of it, I'm going to turn it into a whole series. Like two verses going to turn into like a four-week series. It's going to be great because I got so much out of that because I was letting it just get in there. I was meditating. I was letting it roll in my life and get up in me. So uh, we, we, we let God do his work by listening to God's word, by reading God's word, and then the third thing is by exploring God's word. This is where groups are so important. You have to have people in your life that you can talk with these things about. If it's a spouse, that's great. If it's a friend, uh, when we have groups start up in the spring, I would encourage you to get in one because this is how we let the scripture get in us. We explore it. We figure out how does this work in my life? Um, wh- what does this look like? Oh, you struggle with that too? Man, that, that's my challenge. How can we overcome this together? Let's, let's encourage each other. Let's help each other. And there's something about groups and have relationships in your life that are going uh, with you through things that are going to help you overcome these things. It makes a huge thing, a uh, huge difference in your life. Psalms 119.11 says this, I have hidden your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. So, so David is saying in the psalm that I, I've put in your word, I've taken it in. And what he's saying is when, when I make it a priority, when I, when I take this in, I let it work in my life, then it keeps, it keeps sin at bay. It, sin goes away. In fact, I heard one guy, he says this, he says, um, um, sin will keep you away from the Bible. Or the Bible will keep you away from sin. It's your choice. Like if you, if, you, if you let the Bible work in your life over and over and over, it'll help you avoid really dumb decisions so you don't have to have to live with regrets. You can overcome. You can make wise choices. So if you combine listening, coming to church, with reading, that's a daily thing, with groups, with exploring and, and figuring and discovering more, um, going, going and getting more resources, asking people for questions or books or, or help to learn things, when you, when you get those these three things, it'll be, you'll help you to understand how to build your life upon a solid foundation. So he said you must accept his authority, must work his truth in your life. And the third thing is this, we must apply its principles. We must apply its principles. James 1, 20, 1, 22 says this, don't, just, don't merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. See, every one of us came today and we heard these words. I said, how many of you want to prosper? And everybody said, all right, I want to prosper, I want to prosper. So James is saying, if you want to be wise, a wise person says, okay, I want to prosper. He told me how to prosper. Now I need to actually go and do something with what I heard. That's what he's saying. Don't just listen to him. 
You know, a lot of religious people do that, and they think they're better than everybody else. God doesn't want religious people. He wants sincere, honest people that say, I need your help, God. Help me to do this. And if we won't just listen to him, but it will do what it says, that's when it has the ability to impact our lives the way God wants it to. So here's my challenge for today, all right? Build your life on God's word. Make it a priority. If you don't have a Bible on the end of service, we, we all, I'll announce that we have some Bibles on the table you can take. It's New Testament. Take it. Um, if, if you wanted to just read the four Gospels a month, just read three chapters of, of, each, of each Gospel every day, and at the end of the month, you'd have gone through all four Gospels. You want to do that every month until the end of the year, you'd get a lot of Jesus' teachings in you. It'd be, it'd be amazing the impact it would have in your life. So you build your life on God's Word, and you do this by making it a priority. And when you make it a priority, then you will see its impact, and you'll begin to see your life prosper. So I would just challenge you, don't, don't overcomplicate it. If it's complicated, if it's tedious, if it's boring, you're probably doing it wrong, all right? You need to figure out how to make this work in your life on a, on a daily basis. Technology is amazing. You can have reminders on your phone now. In fact, our series is, we're going to call it 412. Um, I would even encourage you, like, put a reminder in your, in your, in your phone by, at 412. If you haven't read something from the Bible, let that reminder go off at 412, maybe not in the morning, probably like in the afternoon, all right? <laughs> and, uh, um, and then read something. The YouVersion Bible app gives us scripture a day. Like, if nothing else, get that one scripture and then read it and then maybe write it on a, on a paper next to you at work or something and just think about it. Pray and ask God, what does this mean to me today? Help me with it. It's amazing that when you seek God and ask for his help, all, all of a sudden all, all the answers you've been looking for will begin to show up because you, you, you're looking for it. When you come to church, if you come saying, today God's going to speak something in my life, I promise you'll walk out of here with something. And here's the good news. A lot of times it's not even something I said, but God will speak something maybe through the service, through the worship. He'll point you in a direction that says, this is what I want for your life this week. And if you come expecting, you will leave receiving something. If you come because, well, I just have to, church will just be, it'll be a boring thing. But when you come saying, I want to learn, I get to learn, it's a, it's, it makes all the difference in the world. Same with the Bible. When you say, I get to learn something today, I get to apply something in my life, it makes a difference. So next few weeks, we're going to give you some more tools, how to get more out of it. Uh, I think it's going to be very helpful. And so I um, hope you guys will continue to, to to join in. One of the reasons I love, I love the Facebook Live and our, our podcasts is when people are traveling, uh, they can still say, we need to make this priority. We need to go listen in. Um, we, need to, we need to see what was said that day and catch up. Um, so if you're here today and uh, you're, you're not a Christian, you're not a Christ follower, you know, I said a lot of things about why it's important to read the Bible. And I, I hope even if you're not a Christian that you would, even, you would even dive in and begin to explore for yourself. In fact, everybody in this room, when I speak, you need to check it against the Word of God. Because the word of God, will, it stays the same. It doesn't change. My ideas, my philosophies, my things, they'll change. I'm learning and I'm growing. Um, but, but the word of God doesn't. So when I'm speaking, you always have to always check it against scripture also. The more you know, the more confident you'll be with it. Uh, but if you're here today, you're not a Christ follower. You, you came and you're wanting to know more about what this is like. Well, I asked a question. How many of you guys want to prosper in life? And there's some people in this room, you're not prospering. You're suffering. You're struggling. Um, you're making poor choices. Um, all of us in this room have done that at some point. But there's some people in this room that you're at a point where you're saying, I need to make a change in my life. I need to do something different. And the reason you came today is because today is that day to make, for you to make that, that break from the past, to make a decision to say, I want to go into the future. Um, and, and this week I prayed for you. So I know you're here. I know there's a few of you guys that are here. And uh, God has been, even through the service, I think maybe God is, 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 is stirring your heart a little bit. I'm saying, would you trust me? You want to prosper in life? 
just trust me. That's what God would be saying today to you. You want to prosper. You want to succeed in those things that you're struggling with? Trust me. Get this in. And what I want to do today is if that's you and you're here, I want to give you an opportunity to to make a decision to take that step towards, towards God. So do me a favor. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads as we close service today? As I was just talking now, there's a few people in the room that say, that's me. I need something different in my life. The Bible tells us that if, if we're honest with God and we confess that we've, that we've messed up, that we've sinned, that we've broken his law, we've broken his heart, that he responds with grace and forgiveness. It's an amazing thing. Like our wrong, he comes and says, all right, I accept your, your request. For, your, 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 you're asking for forgiveness. I accept that. And he says those that humble themselves, he'll lift up and he'll help. So today, if you're here um, and you'd like to make a break from the past, you'd like to invite God into your life, would you let me know that you're here just by lifting your hand? Awesome, I see your hands. I'm not going to call you to the front. I'm just going to lead you into prayer there. I see your hands, sir. Thank you. I'll lead you into prayer just in your seat. Anybody else? You're here today and say, I need God's help. Awesome, I see those hands. For all you that raised your hand, would you... um? Let me just lead you in a prayer. It's a start of a relationship. It's a request saying, God, I want you to be my friend. I want your help. We're going to say a simple prayer saying, God, forgive me my part. Come into my life. If you're a Christ follower, would you join us in praying with these that raised their hand today? Say this day. Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I need your help. I can't do it on my own. I've messed up. I've sinned. Would you forgive me? I ask you to come into my life. Give me a new start. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to die in my place on that cross. I believe Jesus is alive today. Here to help me. I put my trust and my faith in you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.